The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on News Talk. I'm joined by Stephanie Preisner, uh, author and broadcaster, and Richie Oakley, former Business Post editor, and now, of course, the PR firm uh, Murray's. There is much to discuss, but I better get a, a view from you on the the late late. Stephanie, did you watch? I did. I didn't watch. It's just too late for me. It's just too late. You're late the only person in the country. But I'll watch it back. I <laughs> have you? the RT player, ah. so I'll be able to watch it back. Now I did watch his opening monologue, um, because I had the intention to to watch, and I thought that the intro from Gay Byrne from Beyond the Grave was a bit odd, um, and a bit, but but maybe a bit Halloweeny. You know, maybe if that's what they were going for, a bit autumnal, um, but. I asked on Instagram today how other people watched it and how they reacted to it. There was There's massive love for Patrick. Like, oh my God, he's amazing. He'll be great. Obviously, there's always going to be the Irish people who are like, it's different and that's bad. Um, but, but, I, but I think a little bit of underwhelm at like the two Johnnies and Tommy Tiernan. Like, I can see them tomorrow and Monday. And uh, I would like... It'd be interesting to see the ratings, though. I'm very curious to see the ratings. I assume it must have done huge business because they had promoted the absolute pants off it on the run-up and it seems like everybody watched. Richie, did you watch? I did. Well, I was watching an incredibly one-sided rugby match and I really did want to watch the second half of that, but I knew you'd be talking about this, so I switched over and I did. <laughs> Thank you very much. Really <laughs> there you your, go. Your um, and I, I usually, I'd be, in my past life, I, I would always have been working at that stage on a Friday night, so this is, this is the pleasures I have now. Uh, it, having changed careers but I did watch it uh, I thought it was more of the same I, I think he, he was very good obviously he's very relaxed very capable and, and brought a nice bit of kind of comedy to it um, but it's more or less the same same kind of guests and then the same kind of sh- I, I, I always find the interviews very short um, and I know maybe that's that's what they're going for that's what that's got, what they feel the audience wants but then that doesn't explain why people you know, there's a lot of people talking about the Tommy Tiernan show where he goes into more depth and if someone says something crazy, Tommy says, okay, I'm going down that rabbit hole with you and off they go. And it doesn't always work on the Tommy, but it works more times than it doesn't. And I, I would, I, I was hoping if, the, if there's going to be a, a change in the Late Late Show that it might get more more serious and more in-depth at, at times while still having... But I guess... But, isn't but to- it does struggle on the guests. Isn't, Tommy isn't, isn't does the big thing? record for like two... Like Tommy isn't live yeah. and he does record and they're yeah. able to edit out... Like you, you take a big risk if you're doing a long form live yeah. and someone comes on a little bit tipsy and starts telling you about their early trauma when they're on to promote or a book even if or they something. don't long form live when they do nothing where you're just going I'm kicking um, this down the can for the yeah. f- 30 minutes but, in the hope but, that but we I, find I would something have taken an extra 15 minutes of McLean maybe and, and lose one guest yeah I like you know, and have one, one of the Johnnies. Only one Johnny. Well, that's a, a number of people are, are commenting on the Graham Norton show. It should be more like the Graham Norton show. But when you look at well, the Graham scripted. Norton show, it's scripted. It's heavily researched. The amount of money they put into the research of the Graham Norton show, it's recorded over, I think, two or three hours. And the, the couch is stuffed with Hollywood A listers. Yeah. Like, if you had those guests. Locked. Which does help. Yeah. Um, there's a text commenting on how good looking Patrick is. Well, the, the love for Patrick Healy is remarkable. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or 087-1400-106. There is, of course, other stuff happening. Uh, the papers today leading a lot of them with the story that TikTok has been fined 345 million euro over child privacy. And this is Ireland's Data Protection Commissioner, Helen Dixon, um, who has imposed that fine on the Chinese-owned company. They've been fined for what, Stephanie? So TikTok, when you set up a TikTok account, you just click like, yes, I am a human and yes, I am over 13 and you're given an account. And it was naturally uh, automatically set to public rather than a private account where you would then edit 
the settings so that nobody could see you. So these young people, it's mainly young people who use TikTok, were automatically given these public accounts, which was not protecting their you know, their GDPR and not safeguarding children, I suppose. And then they're, then in 2020, they set up this thing where you could attach a young person's TikTok account to an adult TikTok account, sort of like a parental monitor. But they didn't do anything to ensure that you were actually the parent of the account. So you could link a child's TikTok account to your account and therefore edit their settings and make them public and send them DMs, which is really, really dangerous. Eesh. So they were fined 345 million and they have a month to put in their safeguards and, and, and fix it all up. Although it's one terrible. assumes that for a company the scale of TikTok, 345 million change. means nothing. Look, in fairness, they, they, they have said this is legacy issues, that they that they have kind of resolved them um, and that, that, you know, that they even had them fixed before the investigation began into them. But at the same time, they did exist, you know, these did exist and they've been hit with massive fine. I mean, I'd imagine it's not a fine that would com- completely worry them. I mean, Adrian Weckler has a very good piece about... Um, you know, how do you stop children from getting in, you know, from signing up to these sites? Uh, and it, 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 the technology just isn't there. You can't do face recognition. You know, it's like those, you know, when you go onto an alcohol site and it says, we, we need to prove you're over 18, just put in your date of birth. I mean, like, I always, just, just as a simple principle, maths. I always say that I was born in the earliest, which is 1901. <laughs> and they say, oh, you're 122. Come <laughs> right on in. It's like, what's the point of this? I set up a bank account yesterday, right? Yeah. And... I had a woman from somewhere in Eastern Europe ring me to for me to hold up my passport, shake my passport in front of her, tap on a specific part of it, show her my face, make sure I was who I am. This you have to download this app called ID now in order to set up the bank account so that they know you are who you say you are. And I don't understand if like if that technology exists, like I'm going to do far less damage with a bank account than I could do to with a 13 year old with a TikTok account, in my personal opinion. So I don't understand like it, it is there. The verification technology is there. I don't understand why we can't use it to prove that like the things you have to do to prove you're human <laughs> like this is a fire hydrant yes <laughs> I am a human I identify yeah. all of the bicycle squares yeah. <laughs> but I mean then when people say oh, it's up to parents and parents like like you're then looking over the your shoulder of your kids and and it's like I'm, I have kids just getting smartphones now and they they you know, the app stopped working at a certain time and all that. But like to, to be constantly monitoring and looking over looking over their shoulder at what they're doing online, it's not possible. But the, the thing that I'm intrigued by in a, a way a lot of the protections work on sites like TikTok is how much of it seems to be lip service. Because if you if you look at TikTok as a case in point, one of the things that I think the algorithm does is it, it listens for the word killed or murdered and it removes content that uses that. So if you watch, I'm, I have a very dull life, so I, I quite like air crash investigations. What they do is they use the term <laughs> unalived. unalived 85 passengers. Like, this can't, like, like, all they've done is just convert it into a different use of language to beat the algorithm and the exact same content is going out and they can't not know that that's what people are doing. Yeah, I, I don't know how those, like, I get a lot of, um, because I'm interested in politics, I get a lot of far-right content on TikTok and I, I block it all. And uh, the more I block it, the more of it I, I, seem, I seem to get. It, it, it's, a str- like, it's strange that, the algorithm doesn't go right. He's just not into this. You know, he's not a racist. Please stop sending well, this content. That's one of my favourite quotes from Elon Musk. He was talking about the manner in which Twitter works and he said that Twitter is based on engagement and he said that if you give out about a specific account or are critical in response to something a critical account uh, or uh, an account. So let's say you say in the far right that's a disgrace you should be ashamed of yourself you're a Nazi. You're I've had more of it. Yeah, the algorithm and it, it, I, I know this is, is self-evident but I thought it was interesting to hear the actual owner of the company say we then decide you will have more of that because it's irking you and causing you to engage. 
Yeah. That's, no thanks. I'm interested in how the different web, like the algorithms for the different sites. So like I follow this girl on Instagram and I follow her on TikTok. It's very rare to find a corner of the internet now where she is so void of cynicism. She is so wholesome. She does these hauls from Duns. She's like, don't walk, run to Duns. It's amazing. This is my face mask. Highly recommend. 150. And on the comments underneath her videos on Instagram are like, oh, well done. You look great. Congratulations. Lovely face mask. We'll try it. Same video on TikTok. People are like, unalive yourself. (laughs) Uh, like, like wow. you are you're the worst people who've never met her don't know her it's just this and it's the same content so what is bringing out this cesspit on TikTok where Instagram is actually quite wholesome and a nice and of course place it, to and be. Like Twitter likewise like when you when you see that little icon on, on the Twitter notification that you've got 12 responses you think oh, oh no God, what have oh, I said? this is gonna hurt anyway in other news front page of the Irish Daily Main contagion of court dodgers over TV license this is uh, people ceasing to pay their TV licenses this is becoming a huge problem because it, it, there seems to be a critical mass building of people who are looking at this saying, well, A, I don't believe I should have to pay if this is what Orti is doing with the money. And B, if he's not paying, I'm not paying. It's the most Irish response. I, I, like, I don't know where they, they draw the link here. Like, you know, there's a certain issue going on in RTE, uh, you know, and we all know what that is. And, you know, there's a controversy, the RTE scandal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then there's a lot of people just going, right, Joe, that's it now. Not paying my TV licence. And I don't know where, like, where, what was, you know, were they waiting for this or how this gives them justification? But anyway, this this particular judge, uh, Judge Anthony Halpin at the Dublin District Court, he's had enough, and uh, he's going to send the guards to arrest people who haven't paid, uh, right. haven't paid their fines and haven't paid their TV license. Yeah, try run the past me again there. I Stephen? think too right. The Irish people looking for a reason not to pay for something. And then at the same time, they're saying, God, that was really great. Primetime Investigates last night. I can't believe they're treating the calves like that. You're like, sorry, so you like Primetime Investigates and you like the work they do, but you won't pay for your TV licence. Absolutely, you should be arrested. I don't care if it clogs up the court system. I don't care if it clogs up our prison system. Give us your TikTok handle there for people. I mean, it's such an an outdated system. I mean, you can have like... You know, it's it's basically if you have a, a terrestrial a, a device capable of capturing terrestrial broadcasts, is how he described it. In other words, a TV, and it, you know, you can have nine screens or ten laptops and twelve twenty tablets. You can have RTE on the player. You can have Virgin on the player, whatever, and you don't have to pay a, any charge. Any charge. But are for you that sure on that? My understanding is it, it's the capacity to receive and project images. So no, no, you're sure a it, tablet it, doesn't it, count? It, no, really. It, Yes, it has to be a TV. It has to be a TV, yeah. I remember some years ago. Because they tried to bring in the broadcast charge that would capture all those, Pat Rabbit did, and then, you know, they just they didn't I don't do know. It. I had a TV projector and I remember, or I had a projector and I had it hooked to a skybox and I thought, technically I don't have a TV. I wonder, am I okay with that? And I, I spent a long time, again, because I don't have much of a life, reading the legislation in respect of it and I don't think that worked. I, I My recollection was that it was if you had the capacity to receive and project television in any form or device. So I thought the TV license meant that even if you have a phone... Did you get one though? Yes, I did. <laughs> did, yeah, yes, yeah, did. Like, of course, yeah, I'm law-abiding. I'll do what I'm told. But for a brief moment, I thought I was going to rebel. But, but, what but I hate they just look to see if you have a TV set. <laughs> but yeah. I just hate that people think that they can get this for free. That 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 the TV license. Yes, okay, you might not like Ireland's fittest family, and yes, you might not agree that you know you might not like some things that you see on RTE. But it's not just about 
paying for flip-flops, you know? Like, that money is used to fund Irish drama. It's used to fund... Like, it's not... Well, well, steady now. Richie, in his former life as editor of the Business Post, the Business Post didn't come knocking at your door and saying, we demand to have a licence for us to provide you with journalism. They did it on a commercial basis. News Talk, predominantly, we get some money from the BAI and and Sound Vision funding, but predominantly, journalism is provided... as, on a commercial basis. So why can't RT do the same? Because, well, they do kind of half do that. <laughs> Thanks, you know, Renault has been funding us, our news for a long time. Um, but there's a really important place for public service broadcasting. Like, yeah, I think in commercially, so f- sophisticated democracies, you, you, like, you, you, you do need an element of, of, of state-funded objective, objective news. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, commercial has, has its role and plays very strong and... and you you need a balance of both because that you know they do different things. But you know if you just had commercial, especially given the consolidation of media, I mean if 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 Rupert if all your your only version of truth comes through a Rupert Murdoch newspaper. But the main thing is competition in in the media in the media world. And it would be great to see some of the money that goes to from the state to broadcasting being opened up more and more support and maybe kind of restrictions on how state broadcasters can. Um, dominate the, the the kind of the advertising sector. So, I know a lot of like um, commercial media w- would be making that case of, of kind of less ability for RT to kind of dominate the commercial sector, and then a little bit more of a share of funding. And I think that would be fair. I blame the politicians for this, though. I think they all thought, "Oh, this is gas. I'm getting famous on this public accounts committee and my tough questions, and I'm undermining RTE." And it's like, yeah, but now nobody's paying their TV license because of how you treated the people from RTE, and now you're going to have to bail them out. And I also don't think that people understand that like that bailout money is actually your tax money. So you are going to be paying it indirectly. And that 50 million could have made a lot of houses. I mean, you know, Judge Halpin's coming for you. I know. And, and rightly so. By God, though, if the guard that you have to start arresting people for no TV licenses, that, that's going to be an inch. I mean, a text saying, when I witnessed thuggery on O'Connell Street, there were no guards available. But yet, I bet they'd all be signing up to arrest single mums without a TV licence. It's it's going to be a, an interesting one politically if, if that does happen. Uh, speaking of politics, we're going to be talking to Eamon Ryan uh, in a while. A man, of course, who was formerly Minister Ridd's responsibility for uh, media and RT and get his view on what's going to happen with the TV licence texting. Not being bad, folks. But why would you watch The Late Late Show? They should have just finished it up. I don't feel many people watch RT in general anymore. Maybe just people over 65. The younger generation don't. Not I, sure the numbers are going the to agree with that. The numbers are not going no. to agree with that. And there's big, speaking of the big money in The Late Late, what did you make of them pulling victory from the jaws of defeat with their sponsor? They managed to get a sponsor at the very last minute, permanent TSB stepping into the breach. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's prime TV. It's always going to be attractive to a sponsor. I you know, were you surprised at Permanent TSB's decision? Because I was a little, I would have thought that brands would be somewhat wary given the recent controversy and they'd be, you know, do we want to associate? And it's a no, state-owned new, prese- new presenter. Um, it's such a prime slot. It was, it was always going to get a sponsor. Do you reckon? I don't know. I was kind of like, mm, and a bank? This is like two of the most toxic things at the moment, like getting into bed together to be like, hey, we're cool with this. And it's like, okay, b- bank, but like, you're not meant okay, to be. It's, bank. It, it's too soon. <laughs> Dear merchant bankers. Um, but fair play to them. Whoever has replaced the head of commercial, or I don't know if that role is filled yet, did a great job in sourcing that sponsor. Well, we, we don't know what they sourced them at. We don't know what the price is, but... But it's obviously going to be cheaper because it's less. FOI in there. 
A text saying, I didn't watch The Late Late in protest. I was in the kitchen and I had a film on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. Was it, was they stayed out of the sitting room. I don't know what they're protesting. The kitchen. Fair play to them. Um, now, the story that Richie has wanted to talk about all morning. The royals have failed to mark Harry's birthday for the first time. No, sorry, no. They, they haven't really. They just failed to do it publicly. It they yes. failed to no, mark the detail the mail goes into is something spectacular. I Go mean, for it. The the officials they, they suggested that they always mark key of, that they, they don't that they, they mark key events such as birthdays, but only for working members of the family. So they said obviously these guys aren't working members of the family, so good luck, we're not marking you anymore. However, the mail has, has done their calculations and they figured out that they did put out a message on September the 15th, 2021, and that was 18 months after they stopped working. So they're saying, well, hang on a second, you did the last time, you didn't this time. And then Buckingham Palace, <laughs> sourcing the Buckingham Palace anyway, well, we wanted to give it a bit of time so people might notice. And then when we, when we knew we were going to do it, people would get irate and then it would all calm down again. And literally the mail has two pages on this, including a panel on what they wore and what they drank and what they ate at a German at a German team well, restaurant. Well, on the subject of what they wore and what they ate and all the rest, beers, schnitzel, <laughs> apparently, but they have they've done a breakdown of the cost of dressing like uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah. Mother of And you just want mind. to know where you can get these 700 euros, uh, 700 pounds sandals. <laughs> what I was going to say, it makes the RT flip-flops look cheap at the what price. What strikes me is that her the main body of her outfit is a Zara play suit, which costs 40 euro. Like her main outfit is 40 euro and then her bracelet is 6,000. And her ring on her pinky finger is 2,600. And her other ring on her other hand is 60,000. But her just, main... So just let's say 60,000. 60,000 euro for a ring. But 40 euro for the actual outfit that she's wearing, the jumpsuit that she's wearing. Her earrings are 375 quid. That's affordable. Are you aghast at the fact that the Harry's birthday isn't being, is this ruining Oh, your I love Harry. Um, I, I love the royals, yeah. <laughs> I do, I love. I, I went into labour during the Queen's funeral um, and I share a birthday with the Queen. Now she's dead, but 21st of April. Unconnected events. <laughs> was it a catalyst or a coincidence? I, I'm not sure. I feel like one Queen was gone and another Queen was like, I'm ready for the world. Um, I think they didn't publicly... I publicly tweet happy birthday to him but I like to think that his dad and his brother sent him a text saying happy birthday son well they're saying happy he hasn't birthday, spoken bro. to the brother for three months which is like on a human level is quite I mean it's I find the royal family quite you, you know like Fascinating. when Britain got annoyed with the world like they, 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 they decided Brexit was the way to go instead of like let's overthrow this crazy royal family that we oh <laughs> there's, there's great entertainment think of the tourist dollars that they get Richie Stephanie thank you both very much Richie Oakley um, former editor of the Business Post now with Murray Group PR firm and Stephanie Preisner author and broadcaster and royalist we discover The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.